Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. One of my favorite people is with us today, and we dare not say how long we've known each other. (laughs) I don't think either of us want anyone to know. From the new show, The Big Leap, Terry Polo. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am good. I am tired. I'm running back and forth from Chicago, back home to Virginia, being a full-time mom, being a full-time actress. But you know what? We can do it all. Period. Virginia? I know. Wendy, did you always... No, you used to live out in L.A. I did. I did. I lived out there for 25 years. I'm from Delaware originally, lived in New York for 10 years, lived out in L.A. for 25. And then uh, my fiance moved. He's a Marine. He's now uh, has his assignment at Quantico. So we are here in Virginia. And, you know, I'm okay moving out of California. I am a okay with that. It's I have no problems. And how long ago did you move there? Um, Almost a year ago. Wow. A daring COVID move. That had to be a nightmare. Well, you know, and it wasn't bad for us. However, it was remarkably difficult for my daughter. She's she she was she's 13. She's in the middle of seventh grade. Oh God. And, you know, to leave all of her friends there, to leave boys, to, you know, um, and to come here and still be under quarantine where she couldn't go out and make friends was really a perfect storm. Yeah. And it was a hideously difficult uh, spring for her, for us. So um, it really is, and is still having the after effects of being this kind of silent mental health pandemic for kids, to be perfectly honest. I don't think it's being talked about or recognized. You know, it's it's teenagers are acting up and being teenagers, and I guarantee you that's not it. We're not going to know the long-term effects of this on them and their education. No. What did you do to make it easier on your daughter? <laughs> Besides like tap dance around the house. I suffered terribly. No. Well, because first of all, teenagers are not fun in the best of circumstances. Precisely. And then, you know, girls, I was a nightmare to my As mother. As was I. You know, mothers and daughters and fathers and sons, their relationships are very volatile at certain times. And yes. so what I did, I questioned myself so much. I questioned what I did, what I didn't do, how I was, how I wasn't, you know, just, it was, it was, it was terrible for me. However, it was extraordinarily painful for her because she didn't know how to communicate what she was feeling. She, there was so much going on and and hormones and everything. And she just was, she was sad. She was depressed. And she knew that there really honestly was nothing that I could do because I couldn't just make COVID go away. I couldn't just have her go to school and meet new people. Um, And so it was probably the most difficult two and a half months of my life. I was scared I don't know if we can curse on your podcast. Of course we can. I was scared shitless for three months. Um, I stuck by her side, which of course pissed her off more than anything. (laughs) I stuck by her side and thank God we weren't filming yet. Um, And I was home every single day and was with her 24 seven. Which probably irritated her even more. Oh, you know, and, but I'll tell you what, you know, we learned how to communicate. 
Um, I just posted on Instagram the other day, we learned how to hold each other. We learned how to communicate with each other. We learned how, and, and I've learned, I think what is typical teenage, you know, grunting at me and giving me one word answers and what the difference is between that and I need help, but I don't know how to ask for it. There's a big difference. One of the things, and then we'll get to the show and all sorts of stuff is that I learned with my son during quarantine, especially because he had to come home from his freshman year in college. So oh. he had just had his first taste of real freedom. Right. We learned how to fight better. How <laughs> interesting. Where we both learned how to drop things. We both learned how to communicate better yeah. and explain how we were feeling. Right. And we learned how to get over shit. Yeah. Really fast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that was, in, in the long run, it was a blessing because yeah. we've managed to carry that over now. Sure. Where no one's like stomping and this and sulking and irritated. We've really learned how to boil it down, get it across. We learned how to listen. And like I said, we most importantly, we learned how to move on. Yeah. I really learned how to not negate her feelings when she was saying, I can't do this or, or I'm too tired or I don't want, you know, and it was, no, you're not, you can do this. You, you know, it was, oh, I'm so sorry that you're feeling this way. What can we do to maybe to, to, and she learned to trust that I wasn't going to come down on her, that I wasn't disappointed in her, that, that I didn't acknowledge her feelings. Um, and truth, truth and honesty is paramount for me in this house and learning to respect each other again. I, I don't think we lost, we, we didn't lose total respect for each other because I think that if, when you lose total respect, it's, that's, that's the end. But my relationship with her is, is, is stronger than it's ever been. And I'm remarkably grateful crazily enough to this, this three month disaster that mm -hmm. we went through because we on the other side, there was no alternative. That's no. what I kept saying to myself. There's no alternative. Or as I like kept saying to Cooper was this sucks for both of us. Right. Okay. <laughs> Don't think you're the only one miserable because <laughs> you're not. And I also told her that, that there are other people going out there, are other kids your age that I swear, I promise you, I heard story after story after story of kids that were going through the same thing. There were, you know, national statistics that were coming out that there was a higher rate of suicide, that there was a higher rate of depression, that there were more kids going into therapists to talk to therapists, you know, via Zoom or online or uh, um, whatever the heck you call it. So, you know, I said, you're not alone. I would show her these articles and I would show he, her these things. So... So yeah, so that was that was moving to Virginia, but I love it here because we have an acre of land. There are trees, there are grass. It's so quiet. I can hear myself think, and uh, I, I'm. It's like moving home for me. So I'm I'm thrilled. Well, as I say, you're you're originally from the the East Coast. Yeah. How does a girl from Dover, Delaware, <laughs> you know what I mean, end up with a thirty plus year? career in Hollywood because I was doing the math and I'm like, there is no way you've been in the business as long as I have. I'm like, there is absolutely no way. And then I'm doing the math and I'm like, wow, 
35 years. I've been acting for 35 years. I moved to New York between my junior and senior years of high school. Yes, I'm a high school dropout. Not necessarily proud of it, nor do I recommend it to anyone. However, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew. I was a straight-A student. I had had been in New York that summer and had gotten an agent and had done a few jobs. And I was like, this is what I'm doing. I've got my foot in the door. Why would I take my foot back out and slam shut on me and have to start all over again? I might not get this chance. But you started as basically on the road to be a prima ballerina. You oh. went to the New York School of Ballet. I mean, that's no, no slouch. Well, I did that when I was 13, which is crazy. It was my daughter's year, my, my daughter's age. And there's no way in hell I would let my daughter move to New York City at 13. It's insanity. I love my parents, however. Because <laughs> um, do you ever say to your parents, what were you thinking? How were you thinking? <laughs> How did you let me do that? Did you not love me? <laughs> Trying to get me to walk up a short pier? I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Um, but, uh, uh. Shit, what was the question? You went to the New York School of Ballet. Oh, 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 oh yeah. I, I went there and I literally spent that summer with my jaw drawn to the ground going, I suck. Uh, this is, these people are all so good. And it's true. I was, I was at the bottom of the, you know, I don't know how it was that I got accepted, but um, I, I was blown away at the talent. It was, it was extraordinary. And I basically kind of wasted my summer. However, I did get to know New York and I loved New York, even at 13. My daughter loves New York. She wants to move to New York. Um, Are you going to let so, her at 13? Well, I, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so when I went back, I, it was, it was, it was fine. It was easy for me because I, I had already been there and, um, and then being in the business for 35 years, it, it's either ignorance, blindness, stubbornness. But I was just telling someone the other day that um, the first, you know, the first 10 years that I lived in New York and I was so young, it was like water off a duck's back. I would go on 10 auditions, you know, in a month and would literally forget what the last audition was because I was on to the next one and didn't see rejection, didn't hear rejection. It was just you know, okay, what's next? But then, <laughs> then you get older. How long did it take for you to get onto loving? Everyone forgets, because I guess they're not as big now with soap operas. Those became no. a huge training ground. Oh, absolutely. And it was, it was a brutal training ground because you shot an entire episode in one day. And I will never forget our producer, Joe Stewart. I will never forget his name. Uh-oh. <laughs> was not kind. What am I going to say? Um, and I started out with Luke Perry. I started out with Luke Perry. And he was the first person ever to call me T. You know, what's up, T? And uh, it was... I want to say, I know, I know it was pr before being there for a year, it was springtime that I got the role. And I'll never forget going back to graduation because, I'll, of course, all my friends were graduating, were seniors. Going back to graduation and one person, I'll rem I know her name, but I won't say it. Um, yeah, you remember the traumas in your life. Oh, um, I have a list. <laughs> the people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's but, names that I, I mean, one in two in particular, but one I've seen and it's a whole separate story. Um, 
she was a cheerleader. Just saying, that's all I have to say. Um, said, oh, you know, sometimes I skip school to watch you on the show. And that's so cool. I could do that. <laughs> like, oh, really? Oh, really? You want to go pound the pavements? You can do that? Wow. Here's an entire script. Memorize it. Livid. Absolutely livid. But um, but yeah, that was my that was my first job. And then what the heck came next? Well, Phantom I, of the Opera. Was that it? I don't remember. Do you, but you sing? Um, I do sing a little bit. I sound amazing in the shower. The acoustics are extraordinary. Brilliant. However, um, a lot of that was dubbed because it was opera. I can't sing opera. Um, so a lot of it was dubbed. But I did. I had to learn French, um, you know, spelling it out phonetically and musically, and and um, which was which was so much fun. I I still had the script and all of the music up to when we left, when we moved a year ago, I still had all of that. Some of my call sheets I still had. So, uh, yeah, that was, um, I looked at my IMDB the other day and I'm like, I have 104 credits. Now, mind you, half of them are unwatchable. <laughs> I looked at your IMDB the other day as well. And I was like, crap, there is so, like, I don't even know what I want to ask about. I don't even remember doing some of them. I haven't seen some of them ever, but. Well, here's a partial list. Okay. Northern Exposure, Brimstone, The West Wing, Tales from the Crypt. It was like, I don't remember that. And I watched all of them. Chicago Hope, Sports Night, The Practice Numbers, Felicity, Brimstone, I'm With Her, Man Up, The Fosters. Yeah. And The Fosters spinoff. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. And that's just TV. That's just TV, yeah. It's funny because I did... Um, what didn't you I do? I did Mystery Date and Aspen Extreme. Um, you did a lot, lot of or- Law and Orders. Oh, I did do Law... <laughs> you did, uh, by the way, a number of them on almost every single franchise, since I'm a huge Law and Order junkie. You weren't on, um, not the one that's on now, but the one before that. Major crimes or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I was on uh, SVU with uh, and Mr. regular Law and Order. Was I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were. Yes, okay. <laughs> <Is it> so. <laughs> but, but that's, that's why I love you because you're like I did. <laughs> I did. That's what we call CRS. My mom calls CRS. Can't remember shit. I've I've passed that point. You know, over fifty that I can't remember anything. So if you I, say, so. I, I can't remember yesterday. And don't ask me what I'm doing tomorrow. I keep checking my calendar just for the day. Like, where am I supposed to be? Oh, God, what are we going to do? I don't know. Just pray that our memory comes back. Of all your TV work, and then we'll get into your movie work a little bit, and taking the big leap out of it. Mm. What was your favorite TV experience? That's so mean because some of these people are still alive. But no, but for you personally, um, what was the best? Which one do you look back and go, God, that was such a wonderful moment? I got to be honest. It was probably, it's a three-way tie between Sports Night, West Wing, and Fosters. Sports Night, because I feel like that made me a better actor. Well, and your clothes, your wardrobe was better in Sports Night, where they had yeah, like was, super yeah, was, conservative was, in the West slick. Wing. I was very, I was very slick in Sports Night. And by the way, that did not get enough because it was such an extraordinary show. Such an extraordinary show, and people should go back 
and watch it. It was yeah, so good. Yeah, everyone, Peter Krause and Josh Charles and, and Felicity Huffman and myself and um, Josh Molina. It was a wonderful show. But with Aaron Sorkin, it was, you know, man, you did not substitute. You said every single word, word for word that he wrote because he was Aaron and rightly so. He's a flippant genius. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll never forget the one scene that we shot. It was a Friday night. We probably started at maybe 10 p.m. This scene, it was almost a 10 page scene. It was one of his infamous walk and talks. We went through the entire studio into the actual hair and makeup hallway out to the actual working elevator that went up to production offices and stuff like that. So it was all one take with a steady cam, and you did not lose one word. You did not change one word. You did not ad lib nothing. And I swear we did that for maybe three hours because there were so many elements and that, that alone, I think made me a better actor, just that one scene, because you had to be on your toes. And the other thing about sports like was you, you rapid fire, that, that dialogue, all those words, you had to know it upside down, inside out and backwards. It was crazy. The West wing was just pure class. Yeah. By the time I got on there, it was just this well-oiled machine that it was just humbling and, and an honor to be a part of, truly was. And, you know, Bradley Whitford, Allison Janney, Martin Sheen, Richard Schiff, again, Josh Molina, can't get away from that crazy I was going to say you and Josh Molina, oh. Jimmy Smits, who played your husband. <laughs> Jimmy Smits, they broke the mold when they made. He's a yes, gentleman, professional, the kindest, sweetest, most gentle and humble man, a perfectionist, man. He would get so mad at himself during a scene and you'd go... I thought that was perfect. What are you talking about? Um, John Spencer gave me the biggest compliment. He said, you are, this is how I know you're a good actress. You are the biggest goofball on set. But as soon as they yell action, you turn into this poised, graceful um, woman. And then as soon as they yell cut, you're walking around making farting noises. It's not true. I didn't do that. But I may John have. Spencer, may he rest in peace. Absolutely. Uh, people always say, who were my favorite people to interview over the years. John Spencer's still on the list. One of the loveliest, funny. Yeah, kindest. Kind, warm people. Yeah, Yeah. And I've interviewed a lot of people and he is still in my top five. Have you interviewed him? I have. I'm thinking about doing it as a career. What do you think? (laughs) I see a big career ahead of you, Melissa. Thank you. It's hard not to transition into your movies. Yeah. Because you, you, you've, I mean, I was looking about, you know, not too shabby a list just of your co-stars, let alone the movies. Angelina <laughs> Jolie, Andy Garcia, John Travolta, Vince Vaughn, and I think I'm missing, who am I missing? Oh, yeah. Robert De Niro, Blythe Danner, and Ben Stiller. Dustin Hoffman, Barbara Streisand. I was getting, and then those two, just when you thought the first <laughs> movie, just when you thought Meet the Parents wasn't overwhelming enough with that cast. Right. You, you, they they go, oh, you handled that well. Let's pile on some more. Yeah. What I know you, everyone, hey, I'm sure you hate answering this. What was the audition process like for the original? I don't hate it at all because it was truly uh I'll never forget it. I'll stink and never forget it. It was a Friday, which means it was October 29th, 1999. Wow. And uh, I was put on tape. I was put on tape in Hollywood. I mean, in LA. And, you know, you never 
got cast from a tape. Never. No. You, you had to go into a room. So I was put on tape and the tape got sent to New York. And to be perfectly honest, again, I just kind of forgot about it because I just was like, well, this is not going to happen. I knew Ben socially because we all used to hang out at the same spots, um, he and Christine and, and everything. So I kind of knew him socially, but, you know, that's certainly he knew everybody in the business. So Right, but it was like, oh, I know him. Yeah, he's cool. Um, so Sunday night, uh, Halloween, um, my husband at the time and I, we did Halloween, like nobody's business. And we had full on, I was dressed as a witch and I was in a coffin with the <laughs> candy on my stomach. And every time the kids came, I would, I would jump out of them, scared the crap out of all of them. It was so much that was always, And now that, and as a parent, now you go, I don't want to go to that house because my <laughs> yeah. child's going to be traumatized. What was that woman thinking? That's horrible to do that to poor children. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, my bad. <laughs> well, I got a call at 5 p.m. saying they want you to fly to New York to screen test tomorrow morning. Okay. So I walked out of my office and I looked at everybody. I go, oh my God. Of course, all of our friends were there. And, and my stomach just dropped and my my stomach dropped down. I, I was I was nauseous and there was like, yay. And so everybody's helping me pack. And I'm in a I'm in a fog. I'm in a, a fog. By the way, and you're in a witch's costume. I would, yeah, I had green all over my face that I had to take that off. <laughs> um, anyway, so I got to the airport and, and by the time I got to the airport, it was like, okay, you're, you're good to fly because I had to work at my deal, yada, yada, yada. And um, so I flew, got there the next morning. Um, they had a table read with Robert De Niro, Ben Stiller, um, Owen Wilson, Blythe Danner, you know, the whole cast. And then there's me reading Pam, but I hadn't been cast yet. And so I'm reading at this table and, and I'm ready to puke. Uh, then I had my screen test with Bob and Ben separately. And I'll never forget looking in the mirror at the ba- in the hotel and saying, if you don't give 100%, you'll never, ever, ever forgive yourself, nor will you ever forget it. And I actually managed to put aside, you know, my, my, and I did it. And so then I spent the week there doing rehearsals, flew back on f- to LA on Friday to get all my life together, flew back on Sunday and started working on Monday a week, a week after. The fact, and I don't think people know this, that Robert De Niro took the time to screen test with you is amazing and says so much about him. Yeah. Because major actors really don't necessarily screen test with people unless they really think it's the person because it's basically they're working for free. I mean, it's pre-production. Right. He was obviously his production. Jane Rosenthal was 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 a part of it, was producing it and stuff. And so I think, you know, and at that point I was a relative unknown. I had done stuff, but I hadn't done I hadn't done a whole lot, certainly as far as movies were concerned. I'd done some. But um, but I think, you know, and I say this to this day, I could be very wrong. Bob, you know, when he listens to this, because I'm sure he will. Of course, because, you know, he's one of our 10 listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he waits he waits every week for the drop. Week. Um I think it was because he you know, I was playing his daughter and I think he wanted real chemistry to see if there was something there. And I really felt during the first one that he he is not an open man. He is not it's not to say friendly and I don't it, that he's not friendly. He's not shy. It's just he's a very protective man. He protects himself. And so I felt to a certain degree he allowed me in yeah. during that first movie, which was 
crazy. Like I would give him shit. We would joke around. There was one time that we were on set. He was doing something business-wise, but we were all sitting there. So I don't know why Jane Rosenthal gave me his cell phone number. (laughs) But I called him and he's like, yeah. I said, hey, Bob, it's Terry. I just wanted to know how much longer you were going to be because we're up here uh, making a movie waiting for you. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm still alive. Yeah. But he kind of laughed. And um, he loves being, there was one, there was, we had to work, um, we worked around Christmas, you know, like we wrapped at a certain point and then we had Christmas and then we came back and Bob, of course, got off, you know, a couple of days early and got to leave. And I had to work up until the very last day. And he goes, hmm, I wonder who's off and who has to work up until the 11th hour. <laughs> like, Thank oh, you. You just said that to me. But he, you know, kind of chuckled and stuff. And He so. actually has great humor. Amazing humor. He loves to be funny. He truly yeah, he, does. Yeah, I forget where he and my mom were, but they were somewhere at an event and they got the giggles. And my mother came running home and called me and said, you're not going to believe who I just sat and had the giggles with. I said, who? She goes, oh, my friend, Bob. Bob. And I'm like, yeah. Bob, she's uh, De Niro. Because she was so starstruck from that so that she, she was like dying that they were cracking up. Yeah, he cracks. He would crack up on the set all the time. He would do things. I'm baking, by the way. Um, Oh, what are you making? Oh, wow. I'm so excited. This is this new thing that I I did. I don't know if I can show it to you. Um, It is called a ham and cheese twist. You use puff pastry. And um, I'm making it for my family because I'm actually flying back to Chicago and like, I don't know, about an hour, whatever, uh, to go back to work on the big leaf. And so I'm, I, since my fiance, the, the diet for my children tends to be pizza, Chick-fil-A and a place here called Sweeto Burrito. I thought I'd make them a nice home cooked meal before I left. So. Now, cause I'm a, obsessed with the great British baking show. Oh really? I know so many people that are. <laughs> I'm obsessed with, did you make your own puff pastry? No, no, okay. I didn't have the time. I had to run to the, the, I almost said the hospital. I had to run to the grocery store and buy it, but. It, could yeah. you make your own puff pastry? I could, but. Oh my I, God, I, you're so well-rounded. I can't, I can barely boil water. I can't, I can't even make, uh, what's it called? Gravy, Thanksgiving. I cannot make gravy from scratch. What is my problem? Every time I've tried, I can't. Terry, I can't make water. From scratch, <laughs> I can't make bottled bo- boiled well, water from scratch. To be perfectly honest, no one, no human. I mean, well, that's not true, but you can't make water. Just okay, I can't so boil it from cut scratch. Cut yourself from slack. <laughs> you are not God, so no, cut yourself. no, I'm not. But I can't make anything. I can get cereal into a bowl. Uh, I know just how long to leave a pop tart in the toaster for. <laughs> As long as one of the ones you can see in, like the toaster oven, not the pop-up one, because I always burn those. Um, let's talk about the big leap. Who knew all those years of dance would come back? I don't think I've ever cried so hard when I found out I got this role. To be to begin with, Jason Weiner, I had been in for Modern Family for, um, that's awful, I can't. I, I never watched it because it was too hard to watch. There's so much stuff I don't watch because of that. You Ugh. do the same thing where you just don't want to watch what you're not doing. Gary Maguire. Can't watch it. 
Hi, um, I can't really, watch awards show pre-shows. Um, so yeah, I knew that I had blown that that audition. So when I went back in to meet with Jason Weiner um, and Liz Heldon, who is our writer, creator, producer, um, I was in there for a meeting and I, I thought I'd blown it, just blown it. So I immediately called and emailed my agents and my manager said, you've got to get me out of there. I blew it. I, I'd heard that they were questioning my comedic timing and that to really, to really push the dancing part of it. And, 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 and so I focused so much on pushing my dancing and trying to be funny that of course I wasn't funny because when you try to be funny, you're not funny. Right. Um, and so, but then come to find out they loved me and they wanted me to come back and test. So I did. And I think that was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And they said, well, we're not going to know anything. They have to show it to the, the network and studio and all oh, that. It's like, Bleh. oh yeah. They all have to look at the tape and you want to just shoot yourself because you're just waiting and you're like, I'm going to be disciplined and put it out of my mind. And you're not. Yeah, you can't. No. I used to be able to do that. I can't anymore because listen, at my age, and I'm not poo-pooing my age, but it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a fact. Things are getting better in the business for women of a certain age. And I'm the same age as you, so I get it. You know, um, so there aren't as many jobs out there. And also with all of the platforms, you know, the big movies aren't being made or at least medium movies aren't being made as much anymore. So there's a lot of movie quality television that is being made on all of these platforms, Hulu and Netflix and Apple TV. And so a lot of the movie stars are coming and doing TV because it's remarkably lucrative. Which makes it harder, harder to get roles. Precisely. Um, so I was just, I was... So, so anyway, I, I, I tested and they're, they're not, you're not going to know until Monday. And I'm like, okay. And, and I was just a hot mess for a, a day or two. I was going to uh, this get together with, with my fiance and, <laughs> and my agents, my agents and manager call me and they say, uh, well, what do you think, Julia? And for a split second, I thought they were calling another actress who was named Julia to tell her that she had gotten some role on, you know, on a pilot. For a split second, I thought I was going to puke. But then (laughs) my agent had to tell me, Julia, the part of Julia in the big leap, you got it. (laughs) Because it was so unexpected. I leaned over and sobbed. We were in the car so hard and for so long. My fiance had no idea what was going on because he couldn't hear on the phone what was going on. It was just, it was full circle for me of, of starting out as a dancer. And there was one particular teacher, I will name Miss Lawrence, wherever you are, who basically kind of ended my career because she, long story, in any case, and being a teenager, I could only do this and could only go to one school and that was it. And, and so I stopped being a dancer and became an actor. Well, it was kind of like, well, guess what? I may not be a dancer, but I play one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you are as wonderful and hilarious as always. Congratulations on the show. Tell everyone where they can see it. It's on Fox. It is on Mondays, 9, uh, 9 p.m., 8 central. And uh, yeah, we air on, on, on Mondays. And it's just, it's amazing, magical, magical, feel-good, hopeful show. It's wonderful. Low your stinking mind there. It is so- wonderful. Congratulations on everything, on the fiancé, on moving back to Virginia, to your daughter doing well. And I... 
absolutely adore you as always. As I do you. Thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. 